dove portiamo? Al Flaminio o ai Parioli? Al Flaminio. Al Flaminio, dove portiamo? Ci andiamo tanti adesso, se no si appoggia il commissariato. Ci andiamo io e Pasquale, e basta. Lascia sta, lascio bene. E mo me la cico qui. Non voglio un picci, lascio sta. Buongiorno a tutti e grazie. Bella roba che insegna il tuo figlio. Manco la vergogna. Sei fortunato che hai trovato quello lì. Ma se era per metterci ci portavo dentro. Vattene a casa che ti ha detto bene. Va, va. Tira, tira. È meglio che te ne vai, va. Lo ringrazio a Dio, va. Manna. everybody welcome to generation loss the show where me and jeremy watch movies and today we have two guests one is our friend alex patak from jeremy's other show and the other is shannon strushi hello how are Buongiorno. you Buongiorno. doing as well as can be expected in a global pandemic <laughs> is how, I'm doing. how are you holding in there <laughs> i haven't left my house in two weeks it's great uh, it's fantastic i love it it feels uh, so good i love not leaving <laughs> Italian finger kisses. Not me. As I've said on the show before, I am having a hard time. <laughs> I want to leave my house, but I'm not going to for the good of the people. Mm -hmm. um, so thank me, please. D slide into thank my you, hands Brent. and thank me. Thank you for your service. For being brave Shannon, are you usually uh, an indoor kid? No. Um, what kind of anime did you watch growing up? <laughs> no. Okay. Shut up, shut up, this, shut up, Alex. Alex. Um, I, I, usually, I have some like relatives I see a lot that I hang out with that are really uh, in danger right now, so I'm not seeing them. And I usually mm -hmm. go for the one of the podcasts that I'm on, Critical Bits, we record in person, and we've been recording remotely. I like going to bars and just talking to friends. I see friends at least a few times a month and family a few times a month. So it's been weird. I've just been like scheduling Zoom calls with people very formally. Like, okay, yes, mm -hmm. Friday at nine, we're going to watch like red letter media videos on YouTube together so we don't oh, all go crazy. Fun. So I've been doing that and it's nice. I'm actually talking to like some people who don't live close to me. I'm actually talking to them more now and making me rethink how isolated I usually am because I do podcasting and YouTube is like my job. So I only leave the house when I really plan to. It's like, well, maybe I should take advantage of seeing people when I can do it. <laughs> I've been, like rethinking everything. But I, I'm not like an extrovert, but I do. I love going outside and walking and going into the city and stuff. And I just don't feel safe doing that right now. So it's like I just kind of get the mail and stand in the backyard and look around and then go back inside. <laughs> I wish I had a fucking backyard. <laughs> I know. I've been sitting on my fire escape a lot lately. Oh, that's I, I had a roof. Y'all ever have a roof? Yeah, no. I used to have a roof. You go up there, yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to be there, are you? Oh, no, no you're never supposed to be fun. there. Oh, it's always <laughs> dangerous. Don't catch me. Um, but yeah, so everyone, I think, has been watching a lot of movies this week because of the quarantine, and including me. And I was wondering, what have you guys been watching this week? I watched The Bicycle Thieves. No, besides you did that, that. You did that last time. You can't do that again. <laughs> um, I watched The Hunt for Struggle Session, and I hated it. Oh, how was that? It's stupid. It's like uh, 
because I didn't like in Knives Out the kind of like topical internet speak, and this is that, but so much worse. They just say stuff like crisis actors, and oh, it's like other like like, remember this hashtag, and then the liberal (laughs) people in it are like, oh, I'm vegan. It's just stupid. It's just all. It's like we, especially like I'm I'm from the south, and like the main character is a southern lady who speaks in weird parables and kills people. I'm like, this is just weird. (laughs) I really didn't like it. I do like when they speak in parables. That's representation. Tell, yeah, what kind of parables are we the, talking here? The story of the jackrabbit and the box turtle, which is <laughs> oh, just like a well. weird, violent version of tortoise and the hare. It's like, we just call it tortoise and the hare. You could just call it. You don't have, yeah, Damon Lindelof didn't have to give it like a weird southern name. It's uh, like if Flannery O'Connor wrote this. <laughs> basically. And if she sucked. Yeah, I was a big she... Lost fan when I was a teenager, too. So I have like a strange relationship with like a really, really big Lost fan with Damon Lindelof's work. And I just try to avoid it usually. Um, yeah, that's the I only thing. Like I've been, I also caught up. It's not a film, but I've caught up on Venture Brothers too. Um, Ooh, which is I was really just good. Talking with someone about that, saying it was the best show. It and might I was be. Like, I I've never really. I watched the first two seasons, and I didn't. I thought it was fine, but <laughs> I hear it gets better. It, when they, did you watch they, it? Like as it was coming out. Yeah, they they get deeper into their own mythos and take it more se- especially after the second season specifically they mm-hmm. the, the whole world gets fleshed out and it gets a lot of emotional depth to it and it gets a lot more intense and right. they also How stop many saying is this? Uh, seven they also say yeah, uh, they call stuff gay less and use the arsler less <laughs> as it goes on that's the weirdest part about watching it it's like oh this is 2004 <laughs> this is how people talk I guess that's yeah. how you had this to talk bad. back then I yeah. remember Bush administration. They, make, they make you say it <laughs> they had a quota on adult swim. Part of, you know how in world war ii there were like war gardens it was like that <laughs> for saying the slurs, slurs? Yeah. yeah there were slur gardens yeah oh my god Sorry my government head. officiated passes you know <laughs> if the dog keeps barking i'll go create him he hasn't been barking I, much because people haven't been around. But. I think it adds. I think it adds character. Okay, I'll yeah. let him. He's. Uh, I live with an insane labradoodle who's like eighty pounds, and he freaks out every time there's anything. So, all right. How about you, Alex? What did you watch besides Bicycle Thieves? Um. Well, TV shows is a movie, and yeah. I've been. I watched all of Tiger King. Have you guys yes. talked about Tiger King? Brynn, have you watched Tiger King? I have no idea what you're talking about. You have, Shannon, have to you watch watched Tiger, Tiger King. King. I don't Everyone think I... I know has. My friends you simply and must people, watch everyone's Tiger King. freaking out about it. It's the thing right now. It I don't is? rave about all of these like trending uh, docu-series Netflix puts out, but this yes, one... Yes, you do. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> rave about all of them. I didn't rave about uh, that one where the guy obviously killed that girl. I was like, I'm bored. I'm bored of that. But this, I mean, you get a tiger in there? I'm going to watch it. And not only is there a tiger, but I feel like in this uh, archetype of show, you always have one crazy, wacky guy the show follows, and everyone else is playing off of them. But in Tiger right. King, all of the characters are all zoo owners of tigers in America, which on its <laughs> face should not exist. So they are all... <laughs> Just batshit insane. <laughs> Even the one you're who's like supposed to be the good one, you find out she's crazy. You find out everyone in the show is crazy. Just the um, absolute depth of the bench that they have in like crazy tiger people is wild. <laughs> they just one of them keep... should have their own show. 
It's wild. We're in like episode. I'm I'm up to the last episode now. Sixth episode, they introduce an all new crazy tiger person <laughs> that just wasn't part of the story until just then. <laughs> they found another one. Well, I guess and I know what I'm watching seven hours of after this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a minor spoiler, but this is the part I've been obsessed about, which is that every single zoo owner in the show, by coincidence, like unplanned or whatever, just the nature of owning tigers, has attracted three to five sexual partners who yes. have been tranced with tigers. Yeah, tigers and polygamy. There's a really weird link. Ladies cannot resist these big, big kitties. <laughs> Especially when the big kitties is small, enough that they will move into your house and live with you forever. Dude, but what's crazy is that like it's not only part of the story that these people all have multiple wives, but also that they'll do just B-roll little side interviews with people unrelated to the story altogether who will also attest to the fact that like there's a mystical connection that you get to a baby tiger (laughs) (laughs) and you're watching it just like tigers it's absolutely primal when you're when you're around them i mean i I can't i can't can't put it to words it's just weird (laughs) because i don't think i'd even drive (laughs) right two hours to go pet a tiger No, you say that, but at Nat, you you don't go do it once, and all of a sudden stripes make you hard. <laughs> oh God! E- even the concept of Waldo, just conceptually thinking of Waldo in his shirt, makes you diamond hard. <laughs> oh man! I did. Well, this- get, I went to a, a wolf preserve in Florida, and we got to like pet wolves. Oh mm-hmm. my god, that sounds so scary! Oh, no. It was really cool. They were honestly very. Ch- it was very different from dogs, but I would rec. It's like a wolf sanctuary and like an educational resource out- outreach kind of place. Um, it was cool. It- I would not get live with a wild animal. That's mm-hmm. insane. And That's you completely shouldn't. insane. But yeah, everyone on you those things not. is all missing limbs. <laughs> but it was pretty. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say. Uh, it was pretty cool, but they're a lot more chill than tigers. So, <laughs> if I took right. away one practical lesson from that entire thing, it's that if you want to see a tiger, go to the sanctuary and not the zoo. Oh yeah, they shouldn't be at well because the zoo people are selling tiger pats, and then the tiger sanctuaries are like, we'll do the best we can <laughs> with this crazy <laughs> situation of a tiger in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw a tiger at a sanctuary one time, and it was like chain link fence between me and the tiger, and it was Ooh. very scary. <laughs> yeah, they can get you. And <laughs> they're that, very yeah, big. They'll get you. Yeah. Yeah. And what then you, I have a cat who's like a foot and a half long, and it really makes me reconsider legally whether I should be able to have him. But he is just stuck <laughs> in this one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I, know, I do keep like looking really at the tigers. Appreciate Waffles' life, yeah. <laughs> I keep looking at the tigers and being like, "Well, I guess I would like to pet a big version of Taki, but I still don't think I would like marry a person over it." <laughs> <laughs> you think that? I I don't want to do any more spoilers, but um, you would, you would marry them. Over. <laughs> so you love everyone on screen. Well, you love everyone on screen. You can tell, like. Some of these people in these relationships never thought they would be where they are. <laughs> and they're just that powerful being around tigers. Yeah, the raw wow. sexual energy of Bhagavan Ellis. <laughs> I forgot Joe they call him that. 
Yeah, All right. So what did you watch, Jeremy? So obviously I watched Tiger King, but additionally uh, I watched Veronica. Oh, which that is... movie with Jesse Eisenberg? Do you mean Veronica? <laughs> no, Veronica is... You're saying it wrong. It's Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> no, Veronica is a, uh, it's a movie made, uh, written, produced, directed, scored by uh, Glenn Danzig. Famously of Danzig. Hell yes. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's his uh, directorial (laughs) debut. First movie he's ever made. Based on the comic book, Verotic, written and illustrated by Glenn Danzig. (laughs) 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 And it is a a horror. The pitch pitch is just, what if a Veronica was erotic? What's great is that like the pitch is nothing because it's just dancing adapting dancing <laughs> funded by dancing. There's nothing about this that needed anyone's permission. And thank goodness. And it's one of the funniest movies I think I've ever seen in my life. It's like a it has sort of like a Tales from the Crypt sort of an anthology uh, setup where it's like three different stories. The first one is about a French woman who has eyeballs for nipples who uh, accidentally (laughs) first thing you see in the movie is she has eyeballs for nipples and they cry and uh, they accidentally cry onto an albino spider who turns into a man spider (laughs) do they have eyelids the the titty eyes no so it's just like eyeballs well, I mean, they're, like, shaped like your eyes, but they don't, like, blink or anything because that would be an expensive effect. Okay. This combination of things is fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but so then it creates this... Uh, the, it, when they cry onto the spider, it accidentally makes the spider into, like, a spider man who uh, haunts people in their dreams. Uh, so it does sort of a Freddy Krueger, but then it also does sort of a, uh, a Candyman where it's also kind of like framing the French woman. Meanwhile, all these people are not French. They're very clearly in California. There's like (laughs) California icons everywhere. Like they go past the Los Angeles theater and it clearly says Los (laughs) Angeles theater. (laughs) Zutalor, here we are Um, at the Hollywood sign. (laughs) Then the second story Uh, is about a a stripper who uh, also steals people's faces. She just cuts people's faces off and kills them. That's kind of uh, cool. I like that more than the first one. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, I like cooler it more than the first one. It includes twelve uninterrupted minutes of just strip club B roll, which just feels very clearly like a padding effort to get it up to a ninety-minute feature. Some, <laughs> shoot the radio something for thing. daddy. <laughs> and oh, then man, the third one the is about a woman who just uh, likes to bathe in blood, so she just kills people so she can bathe in their blood. And that makes uh, sense. it's all bad. It's a very bad movie, but it's very funny. <laughs> Do the strip club dancers dance to Danzig? Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Because it's scored by Danzig, so everything is Danzig. <laughs> well, I'm sold. So... We Can watch... I do a mini plug? I, I forgot about a different movie that I really liked. But I'll just be really quick, though. What? No, go ahead. Have you guys ever talked about Honey Boy? Oh, the <clears throat> uh, Shia LaBeouf movie? Yes! I'd, I'd missed it in theaters, and then I watched it on Amazon Prime, and it's very good, and it's all about the horrors of being a child actor. And uh, it's him and his uh, dad, who's like 
a rodeo clown, but is like super jaded and pissed about it. And then he's like 12, like even Stevens Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, the whole thing is about how horrible it is to be a child actor. And then you're watching it and you're like, this kid's pretty good at acting. <laughs> so doesn't that, <laughs> by the transitive property, <laughs> doesn't that mean, oh no. <laughs> he's a child actor. Yeah, but it's good. You should see it. And he plays his own dad, right? And he plays his own dad, and only and what I would have to assume is a flawless representation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was Shia LaBeouf he, he, a, a child actor? Yeah, he's yeah. in Even Stevens. What else was he in? He's in like uh, probably holes? other Disney. Oh holes. yeah, he wrapped okay. in holes. Yeah, I remember holes. I still remember the holes rap. He was doing a lot of stuff when he was a kid, and he wasn't just a feature in the holes rap. He did most of the holes rap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He was in the Battle of Shaker Heights. He was in the Battle of Shaker Heights. I don't know that one. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon, did you see Honey Boy? Nope. I've never heard of Honey Boy. Oh yeah. I heard I heard about it. I heard it was pretty good. It's an Amazon original. So what I I watched. (laughs) So one thing I watched was uh, I watched a lot of movies this week. Uh because I have not left the house. But Weird. one thing I did watch was um, Onward. Oh, uh, how was it? Onward was very bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie, this is the newest Pixar film. Um, and it takes, we've talked about it on the, on the, on the show before. Um, basically being like, what is this movie? Um, because it's ve- the 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 trailer is very unclear. <laughs> yeah. The trailer is like okay, it's about I guess some kind of elf or orc people and they bring their dad back to life but only his pants, only his bottom half. <laughs> and um uh, yeah, that's really what the movie is. Um Wait, like the Warcraft a- movie? What? <laughs> is it like the Warcraft movie? I haven't seen the Warcraft movie. <laughs> Isn't that movie directed by the guy who did Chappie? Maybe, but the main the main character from Vikings is in it, and uh, that guy fucking rules. <laughs> no, but it's about these two brothers whose father died when they were very young, and um, they their dad was a big nerd who was into magic. Which is the problem with the movie is is that it doesn't understand what metaphor is it's like <laughs> a movie where it's de- like the D world like high fantasy except they invent electricity and so magic is really difficult to do mm. and so they've just abandoned magic so because they have electricity now they have phones and computers and stuff so you can still do magic but literally no one does and basically people forgot that it existed because it's it's old and hard to do just like in real life. Right. But the problem with it is that in the movie magic is like, you're basically a superhero. Uh So it's normal world, but you could be a superhero (laughs) if you just like seemingly studied for one day. Well, that's very (laughs) anti-material. Also (laughs) cops exist in the world and capitalism exists in the world. And so politically it doesn't make any sense. World building. You know, that's so that was the story, right? The story was Disney's first out character. And that character is in one, one scene 
a random cop pulls them over while they're on their quest <laughs> and she says my girlfriend did x and that is Get that fucked. is it. You're under that's arrest. it for me being gay <laughs> that's it for me it's, folks it sucks so bad Sometimes you get pulled over and it's like that. You know, they don't always have a good reason. Well, you know, when a lesbian cop talks about her girlfriend for yeah. no reason, yeah. she pulls you over. Yeah. That, that feel when the lesbian uh, what, cyclops cop pulls you over. She says, do you know yeah. why I pulled you over? It's because I'm gay. It's called a slice of life crime. You also, like, if if you didn't know who the actor was, you wouldn't know that it was a female anything. Like, it's a weird monster. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, that's, that's a little problematic. Yeah, it sounds like, like maybe an issue you have. I don't know. <laughs> Movie sounds on the up and up there. Where are we gonna see more Cyclops monster lesbians? Right, right. So, it's, it, so that's pretty bad. And 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 then it's like their their stepfather is a cop, so that's why there's like a conversation happening at all because it's just like, oh, your dad's a cop. Let's not. Uh, Let's not pull you over. So it's just like, but it doesn't <laughs> they show him the PBA car. <laughs> the, let's do this kind of magic. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just annoying because anytime any part of the world, because the story is basically just finding Nemo. Like it's like, oh, we have to go find this thing to get our dad back. Um, and then they learn to like each other and like appreciate their relationship. So that kind of like Pixar-y stuff is kind of there. So it's pretty watchable still. Mm-hmm. Um, th- nothing is so cringe in terms of like the humor that you're like, fuck this movie. It's just very bland and definitely like lower tier. It's sort of like more cars acting and Ugh. wit. Hell yes. Oh, that <laughs> car's wit. The famous car's made her wit. No, it's bad, but it's like, you know, it doesn't make you want to die. You're just yeah. like, I guess this is fine. Uh, so, yeah, it feels like a, a low-rent, like, Fox CGI movie other than a Pixar movie. It's pretty annoying. Like a shark's tail sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whenever any of those movies are just, like, based on it's human world, but there's magic, the like shitty premise. I cannot move past there. I don't care if it's really witty after your <laughs> yeah, no. idea is stupid and it shouldn't be <laughs> translated into millions of dollars and then a movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, Makes that's the mad. thing. It's, it was, it's so frustrating. Cause it's like, this doesn't make any sense. You have to at least give me on, on the premise that there's some sort of, like fish in the ocean, fine. I buy it. There's fish, <laughs> uh, but if you're but if you're gonna make this whole world of like, there was the D and D high fantasy world, but then electricity happening, you're really gonna have to explain that and explore that world. But they just have no interest in it whatsoever. Or even get halfway there, right? Like if you've ever seen Full Metal Alchemist. They have this whole thing about where, that. like, instead of science, there's alchemy, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Everything's like airships, and then they get they explain more and more, and you're like, and also Hitler is still here. And you're like, there's a lot of fucked really up nightmare sense. shit. Flamel <laughs> Alchemist really plays with the nightmare. Of, like, if alchemy was real, the hor- horrible <laughs> right, consequences. The Thank goodness it's not. <laughs> <laughs> It's like onward. It sounds the premise sounds like it would be good for a dark comedy. 
Yeah. So we accidentally brought her dead father's legs back, and they keep kicking. Like I don't know. I think they're just pants. Well, it's like the it's like the the myth of the the Manhattan Project, or not the Manhattan the the Montauk Project. Uh, (laughs) I was like, what? Sorry, the Montauk Project. Trying to make just pants, but instead (laughs) they made an atomic bomb. bomb. No, the the Montauk Project, (laughs) where they were trying to invent teleportation, and they accidentally put somebody through a wall, and then they were severed in half by the wall, and then they're you know, it's like that. Is that right. real? You guys know the Montauk Project. <laughs> Is um, that a movie? No, it's just a real thing the government did. <laughs> they put someone in a wall? No, that's the myth of it. The reality was that it was an attempt to create teleportation that never went anywhere. Oh, it was one of those mm. dumb 1950s science yes, things exactly. that's very funny to read about now. Yeah, <laughs> Right, like like the like the dolphin in the acid. Right. Yes. Um, what what but... if our segregated water fountains use lasers? <laughs> <laughs> But but the thing about Onward is that the dad's pants don't even matter. Like, they can't interact with him in any way, so they're just, like, dragging this pair of legs around, and it, like, isn't funny, and yeah. it isn't heartwarming because it's not a character. He doesn't really do anything. It's very strange. It's just, like, this object. And then at the end, they sort of do, like, a D&D quest, and it finally becomes something, but it's like, wait, usually quests are, like, for a reason, but it's not just that like D and D exists, and this is D and D. Too little, they, too late, honey. It, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> well, I'm um, not gonna see it. Please don't watch it. It's pretty bad. Pixar do better. Pixar do better. <laughs> do better. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I'm so, trying to think of more Italian words, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to. We're about to talk about an Italian movie. So this week we watched the the classic film Bicycle Thieves, uh, directed by Vittorio De Sica. De Sica, yes. Ah. I always forget his name because I haven't seen any other movies by him. Yeah, there's not a lot of hits. Vittorio <laughs> De Sica. It's very fun to say. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's he gets Italian. Italian is fun to say. <laughs> So let's recap the movie real quick. Yeah, quick. It's uh, very easy. <laughs> very, very simple plot. Uh, Antonio Ricci is uh, uh, an out-of-work man with a family in Rome. Uh, he uh, is in offered nine- an opportunity to go paste up movie posters around the city. Yeah, this is post-war Italy. 1940s. Post-war Italy, 1948. Uh, he's offered okay. an opportunity to paste up movie posters, but he needs a bicycle. So his family pawns their bed sheets uh, in order to get the bicycle he has the job for, I don't know, an hour. And it was his bicycle he had already pawned, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, They're just yeah. trading out. Um, but so he has the job for about an hour, and then his bicycle is stolen. So he and his son, Bruno, go on a, uh, a, a quest. A bike hunt. A bike hunt. They, they go throughout the city uh, trying to find the bicycle, and uh, they don't. They do not. And then it, eventually he steals a bicycle because he gets desperate. And uh, everyone catches him, and they're like, yeah. "You piece of shit! You're the bicycle thief. <laughs> you are the one who steals the bicycle." You come. To- <laughs> I love how whenever and the- whenever anybody enters a house in this movie, ten men show up and are just like, "You coming in? Oh, no, you never coming in! You get out of here right now!" I'm going. And then they like follow them to the door. Everyone's always touching each other. It's a very everyone Italian is always movie. touching everyone. <laughs> Especially There's being so in much quarantine touching. right now, I'm just like, oh, y'all are these weird people are touching this kid, hitting the kid. <laughs> you don't can't. even appreciate it. 
<laughs> I would like, love to slap a child right now. <laughs> slap a uh, little Italian boy. <laughs> oh, and there's a big there's a big sequence before he steals a bike where he thinks he find, finds a guy who steals his bike and like accosts him in a brothel and like drags him out of the brothel and then he has a seizure in the street and like a hundred people are like, oh, you gave him a seizure again, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And he tries to get the police involved, but they're just like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 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 make a report. <laughs> right. Well, Nobody so I guess cares about anything. Get, a good place to start would be... Um, Alex and and Shannon, had you got had you seen this movie before? Yeah, I like went to film school, and this was like something <laughs> yeah, me that we, too. Wa- yeah. we watched. And it was, learned a lot about like the white telephone films and Italian neorealism and kind yeah. of the, the history of the movie and stuff. So I saw, I probably saw this in like 2011, and uh, it, revisiting it, I forgot how fun, like deliberately funny parts of it were, mm-hmm. and it is still so deeply upsetting and sad yeah. yeah it's so sad it just it, it, even seeing it again it's, it's almost sadder knowing how it ends because i had no idea about the plot the first time i watched it in college but yeah i i was pretty familiar with this movie and i love this movie i i liked it a lot the first time i saw it and i i liked it again see i watched it today can't get a bike sad <laughs> alex what about you had you seen this before i had never heard of this before uh, I went to college for script writing, so they were like, just watch the 30 Rock pilot, and that is it. <laughs> do, not, oh, no. do not look at anything in another language. <laughs> oh, my God. They're always touching each other. Um, <laughs> hitting kids. Also, I was very confused watching it because I misread the the year, and I thought it was 1940 Italy, and the whole movie, I was like, they're going to mention this war at some point. <laughs> It should be like a big part of the movie. No one's even mentioned a soldier. Or, uh, yeah, so I was a little confused about that, but okay. then this clears that right up. I right. liked it. And, um, I liked how many people use bicycles there. And Yeah, so uh, I thought that this movie was really... So I also saw it in like I don't know 2008 7 or 8 in when mm-hmm. I was in 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 movie school and Let's this go was one the of the movies and all go to film school. <laughs> don't do not go to it's film a school. Waste. Yeah, don't go. I hope that <laughs> if you've been listening to this show for the past 20 episodes or whatever, you should know you should not go to film school. <laughs> uh, if you're young and you're haven't gone to college yet, good don't go to film school. Go to If you're currently in college, else. drop out. It has meant absolutely nothing to my life. That's right. Don't go to college. It's impacted me in no way that I dropped out of college. Listen, YouTube has a university. <laughs> oh, God. Ollie Thorne is giving away his philosophy degree. It tells you how to make really nice little clippers that'll get all the the boys in your yard, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. The, most of the jobs I've had have been because I did MIT open courses. So if don't it wasn't ever pay for, for Trump college. University, I don't know where I'd be today. uh anyway when i saw this movie it was one of the like those movies that i'd heard about as like because it was funny because i'd seen a ton of movies like i'd watched all of all of the movies that i thought were classics like a lot of bergman and lynch and Mm -hmm. coen brothers but like i hadn't seen goodfellas or apocalypse now or uh this or like any of like the american or, or like sort of more crossover movies i hadn't seen uh casablanca um so when i finally watched this i was like 
okay, I guess I have to watch this. And I watched it almost out of obligation and was very surprised that it's an incredibly watchable film. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very cute. The, the, the real standout of this movie is the kid. He's so um, funny. <laughs> he's incredible. The kid is, looks like he's maybe eight years old. <laughs> he's definitely Italian. He's very Italian. <laughs> Everybody is so Italian. Yeah, so like it's enough, it's himself. in Italy. <laughs> I mean, his his name's Bruno, so that's all you need to Bruno know there. Ricci. Bruno Ricci. Oh, man. Half of the dialogue is just <laughs> the dad going around the corner and then going, Bruno! <laughs> and then Bruno, the kid, come like, here. Bruno, go over. over there. Bruno, Bruno come here. Bruno, get on the train. You better not be pissing against the wall right now. I swear <laughs> to God, Bruno. Dude, but there's so many great, like, uh, moments that Bruno has where, like, at the beginning when he first gets the bike back and he's, like, looking it over like a little mechanic and he's like, yep. there's a dent in it. I, you you should have seen how they were storing the thing. Damn, that was funny. He's like, I'm going to go down and tell him what the for. Yeah, if it was me, I would have given him a piece of my mind, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then and he's literally they're all doing the like the two fingers thing. Uh-huh, everybody <laughs> does it all so the time. Much the Italian AOC movie. fingers in here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's pretty funny. Um, and the uh, also they uh, I'll say buongiorno so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, buona sera, buona sera, buongiorno. buongiorno. It's a good buona day sera. or evening. <laughs> so they have to say it. Um, and so it's it's really fast paced. You you begin and it's like uh, you you get immediately where you are. There's a long line of like people being like, "I need a job because I'm very poor. I'm literally just like sitting on the ground in the dust because it's like a <laughs> desert. Because you know, I guess Mussolini's dead and everything sucks now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mussolini was the only one keeping the field alive. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so everything sucks and I have no job and so they give him the job and he's like I guess I'm lying for a bike and then just within 10 minutes it feels like he gets the bike and then he gets the bike immediately stolen <laughs> and you're like right. wow that sucks <laughs> um and it really well, we've I all think, been there I, I feel like I've Were never you... actually had my bike stolen in no New I never York had City. a bike stolen I had Ben's bike stolen. I brought my friend Ben's bike <laughs> and I needed it to walk dogs. And I was like, all right, I'm done with this bike. And he's like, yeah, I'll come around and pick it up. And I think um, much like this movie, uh, uh, I lived in Bushwick. And so people would come and they'd chop up your bike. And that's what happened. And I think that's what happens in the film. Basically. Well, I thought it was it was a particularly poignant movie to watch right now. Uh, mm-hmm. more so than oh, like definitely. the previous like dozen or so times that I've seen it uh, because of like this this early stage of the movie where he he gets his bike back he gets this job and like all of a sudden his life is kind of like really looking up and he's really excited and and happy and, and his whole family's having a great time it really started to make me think of like that couple of weeks where it looked like Bernie Sanders was gonna win the presidency oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He and was then the suddenly somebody steals bike. his bike and you're like oh no <laughs> Oh, everything just keeps oh. getting worse. No, every t- chance he has to try to grasp this doesn't work. All right, so if Bernie is the bike of the working people of America, uh. what is the replacement mode of transportation of Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> he's the bus. He's the crowded bus, I guess. He's, but he's, not, he's the cool trolley bus. He's the regular diesel bus. 
Yeah. When people do Italian hand signs at you yeah. when you try to get on. And you they try threaten to, get to sue on. you for slander and they'll beat your mama or whatever. <laughs> the, the ability people have to just hop on a car in this film is unprecedented. <laughs> get on, sir. We'll find the guy who's yeah, he's like, get on my car. Even the way they ride on bikes. Every time uh, the main character has someone else on his bike, they're just sitting on the bar sideways like a witch on a broom, and it looks very <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Actually, weird yeah. little uh, little piece of trivia – uh, or thing that I just noticed this time uh, is that the cars that people jump onto and stuff, the side of the car that they drive on switches a lot. Uh, like what? it's oh, either a left no. side or a right side. And I looked it up and uh, in the late twenties was the first time that they had ever standardized what side of the car you're meant to drive <laughs> on. Uh, before that it had been a state's rights issue in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So state by state would have their own side of the road that you drove on. <laughs> so I guess That's up until nightmare. like the late twenties, it was like that, and then up until you know the late forties, there were still cars in circulation that people just had that were like on the wrong side. That's Jesus insane. Christ. My favorite thing from this whole movie in any old timey movie is just watching. Uh, 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 over-the-top masculinity. Like, anytime this guy talks to a child or woman, it is always so angrily. (laughs) 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 He can't get his wife out of this meeting she's in without being like, you dumb broad, how about we take a ride? Well, she's not in a meeting. (laughs) She's, like, seeing a psychic... Yeah, yeah, and he's like, good, she's going to give him... That's she, a meeting. Sorry. She's going to give money to a psychic. <laughs> because she was right yeah. that her husband would get a job. That psychic <laughs> earned that money. <laughs> That's he, basically he a bet. out of the room. Uh, he slaps his own kid when That's he gets so kind of sad. frustrated. Yeah. And he never says, I'm sorry. Which is very <laughs> accurate. What he says is, what are you crying for? You look like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of son do I have? Nothing but trouble over there, you with your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then his like apology to him is that he buys him dinner. <laughs> he he lets him wine. drink wine. Yeah. <laughs> he gets him drunk. Yeah, your mother would rich like kid. it. That scene is amazing. Yeah. The like, snooty rich kid with fancy hair. Yeah. That kid looks incredible. The casting so in this rich. movie. Never seen a kid look richer than that. Is in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. And he's eating at a fancy dinner. Um I never noticed about this movie or I just never really researched it, I guess, but this, none of these people are like actors. Right, yeah. He got he got them mm-hmm. all just like off the street. The kid was just like standing on the street selling flowers. <laughs> and he was wow. like, "Hey kid, come get come be in a movie." <laughs> it's like kids. Yeah, it's like kids. Um, that makes sense, though, just from the sheer volume of actors they would have to have in this movie, because yeah. every shot has 1,000 people in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know Antonio was like a steel worker, and then after being in this movie, he couldn't get work in the steel mills anymore. Uh, it's so sad. Because just like the, you know, the movie is accurate, like Italy was devastated after the war, so nobody had jobs anymore. And so he ended up becoming oh, a professional actor. I was hoping you'd be actor. like, we don't want no frou-frou acting boy <laughs> by our steel, all right? They kind of were. The, on his Wikipedia page, They said people thought he made way more money than he actually did, and they were like, fuck you. They're like, you don't need a job. Sad. Yeah, Why don't you go very act sad. like you don't need the money, pal, Mr. Acting Man? <laughs> I'm so big and I'm acting. You're acting like a baby. 
in like a modern context, it is very funny though to think of somebody being like, "Oh, I can't get a job at a steel mill anymore. I guess I'll become a professional actor." Uh-huh. <laughs> well, he didn't get that many acting gigs. No, he right? didn't. It didn't work out. So, it's just, yeah, he was in like one of the be- like most incredible films ever made, at least in my opinion. And then it's like, oh well, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. If we know the background on this, but was it one of those things where it completely flopped at the time and then later everyone was like, oh, a masterpiece? No, it's Some people well. didn't like it. Some Italians said it portrayed them negatively. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine. Us, but... We don't touch people that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's unrealistic. None of them are actors. It's unrealistic. <laughs> uh, but on the, the topic of the non-actors, I <laughs> Too found... many bikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very interesting to watch the week after we watched um, uh, Faithful, Faithful Findings, Findings because oh, wow. Faithful Findings yeah. also is a non-actor with other non-actors and like just seeing like the the vast <laughs> difference between the two <laughs> where you're like just Knowing how much can be doing. done with non-actors <laughs> I mean I have a feeling that the people in Faithful Findings are want to be actors and that's really the problem (laughs) (laughs) anyone who wants to be an actor but hasn't you know is you know knows neil breen it's not gonna work out (laughs) those are angry people wants to be a movie star he thinks he's a movie star (laughs) he is a movie star in my heart oh god so weird (laughs) but yeah i think they do a really good job casting people who look the part and sound the part and it just feels really natural I wonder if it's because there's like a less of a representation. Like a lot of people don't know, like, like there's no cultural understanding of like, this is how you act, you know? Right. It's just like, say this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I guess I'll fucking say it. <laughs> no one is overacting. Yeah. You mean? No one's trying to emote anything. Right. They're doing that thing where their mouth gets big, so it shows up on camera, and you're like, ah, you look like a shark. Yeah, no one's sunk $5,000 into acting classes in their 30s in the <laughs> hopes to be in like <laughs> a movie. They got that quiet desperation to them, like $5,000, $5,000. <laughs> I need yeah. to really look like I lost a bike. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Well, I wonder if there's something to the idea, too, that it's like a smaller market, too, that it's not in America, it's not in Hollywood, like, this is so far removed from what's happening in Hollywood at the time, right? Because it's like the late 40s, you have like, uh, um, I tried to look up, oh, the Academy Awards this year uh, that this came out, one of the Best Picture nominees was like Miracle on 34th Street. Really? Or 32nd, whatever street it is. Is that the hockey one? The, no, it's the Santa one. <laughs> it's oh, the one where yeah. Santa's real and he like has to go to court or whatever. Santa, yeah. It's like Santa gets jury Santa's duty or some a divorce shit. and they have to finish it. Uh, but like two years earlier is like it's a wonderful life. Like all the stuff in this time is like That's very another Christmas movie. It, very Santa heavy time, I guess. Is <laughs> well, it's what like we're a very saying. positive time for movies, you know. For and America. if you go to Italy, pretty much everyone acts like Santa, so it doesn't stand out the same way. <laughs> I think uh, my understanding too is like a lot of the films made in Italy and in Rome were done at the Cinecitta, the studios that like Mussolini built, and mm-hmm. then they got bombed. So this is like they haven't been rebuilt yet. So it's just kind of oh, like, well. No. We'll film in the streets. Yeah, isn't the city beautiful? (laughs) Look at this alley. Now there's somewhere to shoot. Here's another sad house. Here's a church, and here's another sad house, and here's a restaurant where they don't have pizza. Yeah, it's all set in a bridge. 
I know it's in Rome. You'll never see the Colosseum. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Who wants to see yeah. that? Why do you want to see the Colosseum so bad all the time? <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It gives a really interesting... Uh, it gives it a nice look it, it, that it's completely shot on location. And that's pretty weird for a movie at this time period. Um, it's just all in the streets. Um, right. In the New York City subway. No. No. <laughs> in Italy. No. <laughs> right. no. In Rome with um, a variety of transit options. <laughs> there Riding are. Most the of them bike, it looks like. <laughs> well, but we saw streetcars. We saw uh-huh. trolley bus. We saw diesel bus. Ooh. Yeah, Jeremy, uh, Shannon, if you don't know, Jeremy is a big train guy. Ah. It doesn't come across. I don't know if you picked up on that. You should have seen me watching, waiting for the railed trolley. Right. Were you disappointed at the lack of railed trolley? No, there's plenty. My man, there okay. was plenty. Okay. So much to sink your teeth into. We had single car ones. We had double car ones. <laughs> I didn't fully understand why he was taking his son around with him everywhere. Was it just... Did the son work at the gas station? Yeah. Is that what was happening in the beginning? <laughs> he did, I think. Like, uh-huh. not joking. He's like a spit shine like boy? Child labor at the gas station. Yeah. And yeah. the kid loved the bike, and it was like another pair of eyes out of desperation, I think. Right. Uh, to make his small child <laughs> go into, like, a brothel with him to beat yeah. a guy up. He's gonna learn how to work. <laughs> Well, it's just a sad consideration at the beginning that, like, you know, Antonio's on his way to his new job, pasting up posters and whatever, and he drops off his son at work on the way there, and you're like, so was the son the only one who was, like, holding down a job before that? (laughs) How did he get work? Yeah. Yeah, the son is, like, able to work at the gas station. (laughs) Like, why isn't an adult doing that? (laughs) (laughs) We don't hire adults. They're probably just looking for someone with the smallest hands. Oh, yeah, to get like, really up in those good. wheels and stuff. The son isn't hired as the executive of the gas station. <laughs> yeah, um, he's, not, he's not running the place. But it really does... run into joint. The, the movie really does a really great job of, of just showing abject desperation in, in a way that I think that Americans don't really do at all. Um, because no. this is a movie that's deeply about poor people, and I don't know if we've really had one of those for decades. Yeah, <laughs> I never saw it, but is the Florida Project? That's what like I was just Orlando? thinking. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Florida Project I know, I is kind of see like it, this. Sometimes I am not in the mood for that to just be hit with the full weight of American poverty. I think there are some films, but certainly not like well known. Yeah, as well known as this, or as culturally relevant. Right, exactly. None of them involving bicycles. <laughs> Definitely. Because we don't do that here, really. It's not as big. Yeah, the cycling culture like here. Cycling also, culture when Americans here is... are desperate, they rarely use their hands, so you can't tell. <laughs> it's all internal. Yeah, even in New Jersey. I know you're thinking, even in New Jersey? Even in New Jersey. <laughs> um, also, the place where he loses the bike is called the Florida. Yes. Any connection there? Mm, interesting. Makes you think. Makes That's you not true. Think. <laughs> it is. It's called the Florida. It's called the Florida. They say it oh. like ten times. Yeah. I don't when he remember. like when he finds the guy and he's like, "I saw your hat. You were at the Florida. <laughs> Florida. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's like a yeah. club or something. I don't know. 
So th- in that scene where he accosts what he thinks is the the real thief, and then the thief has a seizure, do you think it's a real seizure, or do you think he's putting that on? He's definitely putting it on. Putting yeah. it on. I think it's the real thief, but he's putting it on. It's the real thief, and he's definitely yeah. putting it on. So they call what if like, it's the hey, real thief? Hey, my boy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's his mama. <laughs> so she's going to say no that. No record, no record. She says it like 30 times. Yeah, he's got no, no record. He's got a clean record. No bike. <laughs> right. I mean, and there's no lie there. That is her boy. Um, but <laughs> I guess just like watching him, I'm thinking maybe he is the thief and he really does have seizures. Wouldn't that be a fraught character? It'd be pretty sad. It would make you think that maybe that's why he's stealing the bikes to pay for his seizures. I kind of feel like the only thing that I, I don't like in this movie is how cocky they make the thief. Yeah. That's what thieves I kind of like, don't though. like that when Antonio gets there, like... Because part of the the what makes the end so heavy is like this understanding of this cycle that just continues to perpetuate itself, and like having the thief be just this cocky little dickhead is kind of taking a little bit of the impact away from the ending for me. That like mm. it's not about it, it doesn't seem as much like it's about desperation for that thief because he's just kind of like a like a goofy asshole. Who chills well, he out lives in this tiny it. ass room. He's still poor. Yeah. Like. He's still poor. He's just cool. <laughs> he's can't so relate to that. Too cool. Stop being so cool, thief. You're just I really think... jealous of him, I think, because he has great hair and he's really cool. I understand what you're saying, but I also think that would be a little too, like, put too neat of a bow on it. It's like, oh, these people are all sad. We're all the same. Yeah. This, but there's also, like, there's the creepy That's pedophile true. guy. There were right. like child murders in Italy around this time. Um, I was like watching an interview with the guy who played the little kid and he was talking about it. Um, and there's the creepy Jesus. guy who's trying to buy him a bell. And I did like, it felt very natural. But it's like, or anything. It's just the, the world is dangerous. And I remember at the beginning of the film when the main character trusts that little kid with his bike, it's kind of like watching it after seeing it once. It's like, oh, you're way too trusting. Oh, I this, everyone about is that. desperate everyone is you know because you you watch him go upstairs right after he spends this whole thing being like i need a bike to work if i don't have a bike we're doomed and then he gets his bike and the first thing he does is leave hey, the kid. bike alone with a stranger <laughs> yeah. it's like to weird go kid man hands his wife away from the fucking fortune lady <laughs> and you're looking at him and you're like your bike's gone it's the bike thieves look at the title <laughs> of your own movie <laughs> you're fucked it, and then surprisingly it's later so it is interesting how much like tension there is in that initial scene even given the fact that i've seen this movie before a bunch of times i know when the bike gets stolen <laughs> and i'm still watching that opening scene where like the bike is out of frame and then like the kid oh, is watching it out. and stuff and you're just watching it like they're throwing rocks yeah <laughs> little hooligans with their whatever fucking rock game they're playing These little <laughs> There do wells Italian children. There's the one with the accordion in a different part of the movie harassing a rich guy. Uh-huh. There's a little right. tiny kid with it like an accordion where his friend is like, give us money. There's a lot of interesting characters in this film. They're playing throw rocks at the Protestant or whatever. <laughs> it's Italy. There's no Protestants. <laughs> exactly. That's all Catholics. That's how the game started. Um <laughs> Oh, you know what? That one's the sequence where he leaves the bike alone and uh, goes in to to like uh, go get his wife is kind of this tracking shot. Kind of reminded me of Children of Men. The same kind of tension you get from Children of Men. <laughs> um, I think the best shot in the movie is when when the kid sees his dad 
ride the bike by Ugh. and it, there's like this like really incredible i guess like dolly shot around the kid in like a half circle um it's really beautiful but you at just no point does it ever zoom in and then zoom out and then zoom in and then zoom out no it never does what do that you mean? like you know like like a boy oh no like yeah like a <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Yeah, no, no it's not it's... caught with a bike <laughs> It's not a whoa. It's a the kid's face is just like so sad. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. It's like the only close up too. There, there's almost never anything closer than what would be like waist height, maybe. Right. I thought they were gonna beat him to death. You did. You thought he was just gonna die in the square. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be a good ending for a movie. I thought. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be really sad. <laughs> I think if you're gonna do a sad movie, it's kind of like a real layup for you. But you know, who am I? Um, <laughs> really close on a bang you know <laughs> yeah i'm all about bangs over here but uh alex gave himself bangs in the quarantine mm-hmm. <laughs> i've had them the whole time that's my secret um i had something else to say i'm kind of short-circuiting here i'm sorry it's okay it's about bikes <laughs> i know that it's about desperation and poverty which are universal, timeless themes, sadly. That could be part of it. The search for <laughs> dignity, was it about that? About how difficult it is to have dignity when you're poor. Was it's it about, about human... how everyone wore hats back then? Everyone wore hats, <laughs> that's true. But Even that's part of the dignity, right? That's part of the theme. And because Antonio wears this like beat up, disgusting old suit it's and like hat. wet. It's always wet <laughs> from like mud or rain, and he's trying. He and his son are always like soaking wet. But it's still a suit, you know. That's the most interesting yeah. part about it. If they had to do the movie now, and he was just wearing a UFC shirt the whole time, think how much more sad it would be. <laughs> he's like the guy in no the in the Tiger whatsoever. King with the affliction outfit. Yeah, as I'd say, my shirt says affliction, but I am the one who's afflicted. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn, I feel like I had a great point, and it's just gone. It's gone. My it's great in the ether point. now. About hats. Look at what they did to my point. <laughs> my beautiful point. I actually am Sicilian. You are? Yeah. That's not really. I'm not really culturally Sicilian, but it is weird watching this, just thinking about yeah. my like ancestors. I'm a quarter Sicilian. No, my family is yeah. extremely Italian, and uh, this like this movie. Part of the experience this time was just being like, "Oh, I miss my family." <laughs> right. I don't like seeing Sicilian, my family, like but now that Jeremy. I can't, I really want to see them. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, never you definitely wanted wouldn't... to see them all and touch their faces too much and they touch my face. <laughs> There's a big part of being Italian is touching faces. <laughs> that's yeah, a big part. That, also that's kissing. why their country had a big problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think I think this movie really works as a... Like you were saying, Jeremy, like there's... it's Especially right now, there's people who are not completely out of work completely have no idea how they're going to get any money how do you pay for rent and when the whole world is falling apart and i think people forget that like people kind of remember the conflict of world war ii but people forget the aftermath of world war ii was just basically the same as this like any sort of like massive crisis (laughs) it's just like well what is order like what's money how does anything work yeah (laughs) um and so everything just sucks everything just sucks for the people who are poor. <laughs> um, I remember so. my point now. 
Go okay. ahead. <laughs> okay. And I think this is the thing I related to the most in the movie, is when you watch his bike get stolen in the first 20 minutes, the guy is like up and off and is like around the corner and is so good at being a thief. And then when he tries to steal a bike, he sucks so bad. Uh (laughs) He like immediately, he's like barely going faster than walking. A guy catches up to him, but is sort of running next to him and then just throws him off the bike. And I'm watching that and I'd be like, that is what happens when I try to do cool things. This is <laughs> this is the story of my people, guys who suck at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a sh- it's a shame because it's it's so specifically. I mean, the the whole movement that it was a part of was called Italian neorealism. Um, mm-hmm. This is like a, a, you know, to a fault, addicted to making things realistic. Um, and it is it's so annoyingly realistic and that it's just why it's so depressing and but it's also kind of uh familiar and fun uh and but it's definitely very sad because he he can't catch a break yeah <laughs> he simply cannot catch a break it's like the this yeah. whole time just this whole thing is crushing on him of how he can't hold a job he can't keep his life together and then it's this thing that you always hold in your head when you're really like when you're struggling where you're like I might have to turn to a life of crime. <laughs> right. And when he does, it's like, oh no, that won't work either. <laughs> no, you, just, you can't. You There's can't actually pull it no off. way out. <laughs> uh oh, looks like I'm going to have to be a cool gangster. <laughs> Whoa, what if my life has to be like Goodfellas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the guy who dies immediately in Goodfellas. Oh, God. <laughs> Whoever shot first, that's me. <laughs> um yeah and and because you can't you're not you're not a you're not a thief you've never been to jail you don't know anything (laughs) Mm. um so how are you gonna and then then there's no there's no happy ending to this movie he just doesn't get arrested is the happy ending yeah (laughs) yeah andy can't go back to that brothel because he made everyone (laughs) never allowed never allowed back at that brothel yeah it's Um, uh it's I guess like the, there's like small victories here and there and I guess like him not going to jail is kind of part of it but it's like kind of like a recurring theme throughout it is is people who are also struggling or have struggled who cut each other a break here and there you know like there's kind of there's that guy who he tried to steal the bike from who's like look he's with his kid I'm not gonna make him go to jail now. And then, right. like, at it's, the beginning it, at the pawn shop, there's the guy who's like, I can give you 6000 of whatever our money is. Uh, and they're like, come on. And he's like, all right, 65. Like, uh, that's, I can give you a little more. Right, right. It's, um, the, the guy cutting him slack, though, is almost like, it's it's only because he pities him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I mean, it is, it's a, it's an altruistic thing to do, but it's almost like a final, not quite indignity, because I think the guy did the right thing, but it's, it's only out of pity. And they're like, you're lucky. Thank God. Thank God for what, you know, like, it, it was just pure luck. Yeah, there's the one it, guy it who's like, you, you should be ashamed of yourself. Some example you're setting for your kid. And he's like, do, do you not see me right now? <laughs> like, uh. This is not visibly apparent to what's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you look at the material conditions of this family, this movie is just the story of how they lost their bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you sell your dowry. <laughs> Sick bed sheets, all for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and and I think is there a scene? Um, I couldn't really get a handle on what was happening, but is there a scene where the the guy who is giving out jobs is like organizing some sort of like mass work plan and trying to rally the government to like you know give more jobs or whatever it's a communist meeting isn't it there's a hammer and sickle in the background yeah, yeah when he yeah. goes to the to meet up with his friend who's like i guess like a show director or something honestly that part was confusing to me i didn't understand who that guy was or <laughs> how he had the time <laughs> to go search the city for a bike but uh right, it was like cool. cement truck thing yeah, I feel like if we were like 1940s Italian people, there are a lot of cultural signifiers with like sports teams and other mm-hmm. political party stuff that I I obviously have a basic understanding of post-war Italy, but some even rewatching it I had to google certain things like wait, what? What yeah. is this? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that whole and scene then, takes place in what looks like uh if a, if it was a level in a video game would be called the waterways. <laughs> like it's right. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's a sewers level. <laughs> yeah, it's and just a like sewer. wife knows he's there. His wife is like, "There you are." It's like, how did you? Like, you better not be back in those waterways. <laughs> <laughs> those communists. He's always going to those waterways. <laughs> There's communists and Crocs down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the communists meet in the sewers. Um, and but it's interesting because I thought that was a sort of interesting point. I don't know what his the director's politics are, but like. It's interesting that he's like, there's this people actually trying to do something about his situation, but like the poor people are just too preoccupied with like surviving to be able Mm -hmm. to even like organize and which is also a very, it's also a shame and not what we're seeing now, which is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) We're seeing people just forcing themselves to organize. Mm -hmm. That's better. I'm glad. I'm glad that is happening, at least. Uh, I know for some historical contexts that the Italian neorealism was kind of a reaction against the white, the fascist white telephone films that were like super produced and they were based on like Hungarian plays and they were very, very traditional and very like, I don't know, ornate. So I would think it would be like if you're kind of reacting against a fascist art form, hopefully there's. But again, it's hard to decipher everything. Right. Um, Although it's obviously very, very much a film that is extremely sympathetic towards working people, towards yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. So. It's a poor people's movie. It, more than any other movie I've ever seen. have not seen The Florida Project. <laughs> <laughs> this is my poor people movie. Yeah, I'm really struggling to think of other movies aside from The Florida Project. Uh, well, it's like, it, there's it's movies from other, like a... City of God or like other, I'm sure yeah, that's a, a good one. From And like films from like a more obscure independent films from like african-american directors and but as far as like mainstream hollywood it's kind of like gummo (laughs) mainstream hollywood film gummo Gummo. Uh, no no i i just thought we were listening movies about poor people Um, oh yeah parasite's great yeah he's fucking bong joon ho yeah i guess most of bong joon ho well i was gonna say district uh district nine is kind of yeah, yeah, but it's about poor oh, I aliens. Yeah, I mean they're aliens, yeah, but the, they're still the black, yeah. the alien black people. <laughs> what if the aliens of... was people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how they talk? Yeah, that's how they talk. <laughs> they're all banks. <laughs> <Whatever. laughs> South yep, African it. aliens are c- cockney now. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, <laughs> 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 Bow bow bows, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm glad we looked up that one fact a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> yes. I just want to add that calling it a poor people's movie is funny because you mean a movie about poor people. But when I think of like my friends who are poor, poor and their movie. favorite movies, there it's like Boondock Saints, the <laughs> ultimate poor people's movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers again. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, Alex. Would you recommend Bicycle Thieves? Yes, I thought Bicycle Thieves was good. Um, I have never liked a movie that is old before. <laughs> and this is the oh, only wow. one. Wow. You need to I watch more liked. old movies. I'm going to take that stance. There's some I've watched a bunch great. that are supposed to be good, and then they, the pacing of them is just in a way where I completely lose any yeah. chance of me paying attention to it. This is a tight 90 minutes, people. Yeah, that's... You know, the you watching, like, the Great Train Robbery? Were you watching, like, <laughs> the shitty old... I watched Seven Samurai once, and I did not get all the way through it. Uh, we gotta have you yeah, back to watch The General. You'll love The General. Oh, I love Buster. I love Sherlock Jr. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, you can come back too. <laughs> come back. We'll, um, we'll we'll do the same tribunal for for a Buster Keaton movie. <laughs> but I, I mean, I like slow paced movies. But I'm kind of I understand where Alex is coming from. Like, it, I'm always surprised when I see an old movie that is so tight and like mm-hmm. feels very modern in its pacing. Um, and I can only ever think of a handful of them. Um, but this is one of them. Um, can never Casablanca is one of them. I was I'm always surprised by how speedy that movie goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Fast but, uh, as a zooming plane. What about you, the, Shannon? Would you recommend this movie? Oh, I love this movie. Yeah, uh, I loved it the first time I saw it. It's sort of like it, like this and like Four Hundred Blows and Ikiru. The uh, oh, Ikiru is amazing. Ikiru, yeah. Another uh, car. So those three are just like beautiful, like heartbreaking humanists old films that i just love and i loved in college when i was like 22 i saw them and i was like oh my god yeah, um, yeah. i love all this yeah it, it's also like and this is also this could be a good introduction to films from that time period because like i there were like in college i saw like american screwball comedies from like a little bit after this that i thought were so boring Sucks. and so stagey <laughs> um and a lot of it too i think i mean i don't this isn't uh like actual historical knowledge this is just me kind of assuming but because this whole thing is like overdubbed like a lot of italian movies they didn't have to worry about using really clunky sound cameras i guess so they could do all of the camera movements oh yeah versus if you watch a lot of old hollywood films from the 40s and 50s the cameras have to stay put or they have to hide microphones in really awkward places uh so this is a very dynamic film for the time period i would say yeah i was wondering if they were like I, I kept thinking to myself, like, are they loved? Like, there's no way they're loved. I don't think that existed yet. No. No, this is all over. The- I think I saw somewhere online they said that they got, like, a pro actor to overdub his voice for the main character. I don't know if that's true. But even, like, if you watch, like, Sergio Leone movies from, like, the way later than this, it's all over- overdubbed or, like, Giallo movies. I don't know why Italian movies did that. Yeah. Um, I think just but, uh, so they didn't have to deal with the sound. Yeah. They're good. It's it's kind of distract. It's a little bit distracting, but yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, Fix it in post. <laughs> uh, there's that re- great movie, uh, Burberry and Sound Studio. That's basically about a horror movie about that. Ah, cool. Um, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, obviously, I'd recommend. It. I mean, this is my pick. I love this movie. It's like yeah. one of my favorite movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I think it's a uh, a great little movie. I I, I I'm gonna go against the grain a little bit here and say that I think it is 
a tad overrated. <laughs> um, Boom. <laughs> sorry. I think it's I think it's great. I think it's an incredible film. I think it's really well made and, and acted and it's it's great to watch. But I think it's you know, I think it's just because of my taste is that it's mm-hmm. so down to earth and it's mm-hmm. so realistic that it just feels kind of normal now that it's like, oh, you shoot outside, you you know, have nice right. You know, scenes. I think it is great that there's like a, a working person's movie, um, and so for that, I think it's really good and 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 should be watched. Um, it's also just really fun and funny and 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 sad and emotional. Um, but I, I don't. I, I get. I think it's interesting when people call it one of the best films of all time because I'm like, what exactly? is the best about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the best acting or the best, like it's not in the, in terms of images, it's all very naturalistic, you know? And yeah. I'm sort of a person who likes, like one of my picks was Holy Mountain that we talked about a few weeks oh, ago. Right. <laughs> like I like to see stuff that I can't see in real life. So yeah, this was very, this is very bland in terms of the scenes sure but i mean like um, the idea of like a best of all time like it, it's an inherently it's so like, subjective. stupid subjective thing to even think <laughs> about like, right, right. this is the best movie of all time because martin scorsese says so you know what i mean like it's it, it yeah these things don't really exist so it, it is yeah no definitely it's just a it's a great tight little movie that's very fun. It's a good intro for people who aren't usually interested in old movies. It's a good intro for people who or usually aren't interested movies. in foreign movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a, it's a good like cheese pill, you know, like it's a good way I to get people Brent is saying here though, because I like it when my movies have like dragons and stuff in it on account of how few, <laughs> yeah, this was severely I lacking in dragons. There are yeah, no dragons. Almost none. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, for me it was one of those movies that was so affecting emotionally because mm. I do like more like crazy formal stuff. I'm also like a really big Lynch fan. Yeah, and yeah. I like a lot of crazy, really visual films. But it's as far as it depends on what you're grading it against. If you're just grading it on like what did it set out to do and what did it accomplish totally. to be a natural, a, a a a devastating like portrayal of of like what it's like to be poor and and try to be on a search for dignity with your cute little Italian son. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's surprising in, 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 in what it is able to do with so little, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. Anyway, this has been generation loss. Thank you so much, Shannon, for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, can I, do I plug my please stuff? plug your thing <laughs> <laughs> wait for pl- permission yeah, also thank you Alex <laughs> <Do> I, <laughs> you're not you <laughs> I don't know if you're just gonna uh, you can find me on Twitter at plenty of alcoves and on YouTube I do uh, stuff under the channel Strucci movies and I also do Scanline with H Bomber Guy and I'm on actual play podcast called Critical Bits and I'm the film correspondent for Struggle Session so many things I also do conventions but evidently not this year <laughs> <laughs> oh. those aren't happening so this year is unconventional. No. Oh. 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 Good one. My gun won't like work. <laughs> Those kinds of jokes. <laughs> uh. Alex, what do you got? What do you got? Um, Where can people find you? You can, hello, find me on Twitter <laughs> at Patak Jokes, P-T-A-K, 
jokes <laughs> and listen to my podcast <laughs> with Jeremy Balling Out Super about mm-hmm. uh, the fine movie Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and, Great movie. Uh, <laughs> Listen to Pod Damn America. I'm on that most of the time. And um, if you're interested in more art that explores the land of Italy, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Season (laughs) 5 will really give you a taste of what it's like to live there. Very down to earth and realistic, just like this film. (laughs) Yeah, it's a portrayal of modern Italy. In the spirit of neorealism. Truly not enough standos in this. There were Yeah. Also, you never know who's the who's the Dawn in this, and I kind of wanted to know who the Dawn was. So I do hold that against it. Yeah. And then uh, you can find... Jeremy, you want to do your plugs? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. Check out Ball Not Super. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you can listen to my other podcast, BP Bledis. You can uh, subscribe to Means TV. Watch me do video games on Left Sugar on there. We're in the middle of Disco Elysium. Um, so that's fun. Uh, and I'm at Twitter at Kinematography. So thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next time. See you later. <laughs>